Proverbs chapter 10, verse 7. And again, this weekend is a weekend in which many of us uh, stop and reflect and remember and uh, think about how God has used individuals, as I said earlier, to affect our freedom and to uh, make a difference, to be able to give us an opportunity that we have this morning. And isn't this a blessed opportunity to think about it, that we're able to gather together with our brothers and sisters in Christ and worship and celebrate to be able to baptize individuals, to be able to sing together, to be able to read the word together in an open, free manner. How blessed we are as a people. And today as we come, I hope and pray that we will see how wisdom, how wise living, how uh, really the fear of the Lord, how we, as we embrace it in our lives, that we can see how it continues on. And how it is faithful, that memory is. I want you to see again in Proverbs chapter 10 in verse 7, it is a very uh, concise statement that speaks about the memory of the righteous, the memory of the just. Listen to what it says in Proverbs 10 verse 7. The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. Now notice that. It's just a very simple proverb that is given, but it speaks so much to our hearts. It says that the memory of the righteous is blessed. Now I want to give you basically two truths as we see this scripture today. All right? I want you to see that as we look at this scripture, that wisdom lives on in our memory. Wisdom lives on in our memory. You know, the memory is a beautiful thing, and it can be a fearful thing, can't it? To think about memories or to think about remembering. The translation there can be the remembrance of the righteous is blessed. Or the, mem- the remembrance. Remembering memory, those things can be beautiful, and those things also can be fearful. I'm noting the latter part as I grow a little older in life. I tell you what, there are days now that I go to the refrigerator and I open it up and I wonder what in the world I'm doing there. You've been there? Tell me you have, please. Make me feel better. We bought a house. It has stairs. I go up those stairs sometimes and I think to myself, did I come up the stairs or am I going down the stairs, you know? You've been there with your memory before? And of course, I shared this a few weeks ago, but I think it bears worth sharing again, especially for my children. They think that my memory is totally shot in some areas, especially when it comes to their names. Well, I have a 25% shot of getting it right, you know? And it seems that I always get it wrong. Why do I always call one child by another child's Name. So I understand the difficulties with memory, the difficulties with remembering. But oh, how blessed it is to be remembered. That in itself is a blessing. To be remembered by other people and to know that wisdom lives on in our memories. To know that we are remembered. Isn't it nice that when you walk up to someone, they actually know your name? Some of you say, oh, I don't care about that. Oh, 
most of us do like it at least, that the person remembered us. It says something. Uh, I, I have been doing my best to try to learn names and, and here at Temple and, because I think it, I think it means something. I'm, I think it means you, you care about them enough to try to know their name. And it's difficult sometimes, I understand, but those are things you work at. I had a minister of children one time that would frustrate me more than anybody else. It's not Sally, by the way. But I had a minister of children one time that just frustrated me because it seemed that he could not remember the name of the people he worked with every Sunday. He would come in and he'd say, you know that one, you know that. And I would say, you're talking about Sarah? Yep, she's your children's Sunday school director. Yeah, that's her. That's the one I was talking about. I'm not talking about two months afterwards. I'm talking about two years afterwards he was doing. And it would, I said, I've got a little article that I want to give to you on helping you to remember names. Because it's nice to be remembered. And notice here that there's a blessing that is inherent in the memory of the righteous. The memory of the just. It says the memory of the just, of the righteous, is blessed. First of all, it's just blessed because you're remembered, because there's a remembrance. As I read across the Old Testament, I see how it was very important that people would hope and pray that they would be remembered by others. And actually, there were moments where God would use uh, basically blotting out a a person's name or blotting out a, a whole group's name in order to demonstrate punishment upon them. For example, in Exodus chapter 17, verse 14, I believe, there Moses and the Israelites are engaged in this battle against the Amalekites. You remember this? Here's Moses, and as long as he is holding his staff there on that hill, the Israelites prevail. You remember he grows weary, and thankfully Aaron and her are there to support him, And in that passage, it says, God says that I will blot out the name of the Amalekites. In other words, I'll just just wipe them off the, the map. There will not be a remembrance, in a sense, of them. See, that was a way in which there was punishment that was brought because people, all through the Old Testament, you'll see that there was a sense of wanting to be remembered for a who you are and for what's happened and occurred in your life. And here it says in this passage, the memory of the righteous is blessed, but notice the name of the wicked will rot. That the name of the wicked will decay just as a body would decay, so will that reputation and that name. It will decay, deteriorate also. Notice there's a sense of punishment in that, of discipline. But it says here, the righteous will be Remembered. Notice that again. The righteous will be remembered. What are you remembered for? I mean, that's a good question to ask, isn't it? What are you remembered for in life? Here, the key is righteousness. That you have lived righteously righteously in your life. The section that you have here is verses 6 through 11. You'll see that 
In verse 6 it says, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. In verse 11, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Notice that that pulls these verses together, 6 through 11. But even as you look in the immediate context, you'll see that righteousness is significant and important. In verse 2 it says, but righteousness delivers from death. In verse 3 it says, the Lord will not allow the righteous soul to famish. In verse 7 Uh, It speaks of the memory of the righteous. In verse 6, blessings are on the head of the righteous. In verse 11, the mouth of the righteous is a well of life. Notice time and time again in this immediate context, the key is righteousness, that you are remembered for righteousness. Let me ask you a question. What would you be remembered for right now in your life? Now, understand there are different times of life and different seasons of life where we're maybe thought of in certain ways and maybe remembered in certain ways. I was thinking to myself, when I was in high school, if you were asking the guys around, you probably wouldn't hear them remember me for my athletic skill, although I had quite the body, right? (laughs) That would not be what I would be remembered for. They would probably tell you something like, that was the smart guy. That was the smart guy. And I was in a small high school in North Mississippi. (laughs) Things change when you move on. I'm not sure I'd be remembered in that regard anymore. But what are we remembered for? Is it because of our talents or giftedness? Is it because, or is it simply because of our righteousness? You know, there are some good things to be thought of, some good ways in which people can remember us. But wouldn't it be best that they remembered us for righteous living? Especially in a day, in a culture that seems to be anything but righteous that we would stand out, that there would be righteousness spoken. It says, the memory of the righteous is blessed. Notice we're remembered, and it is our righteousness, he says, that is remembered. But we're remembered happily, that there's joy in the remembrance. Because the word blessed means something like joy, joyful or content or happy. The memory of the just is, brings contentment. It is happy. It is joyful. So often when I will speak at memorial services or at funerals, I will remind them of this verse. The memory of the righteous is blessed. And I'll usually say something to the effect that remembering those good, righteous moments in an individual's life can certainly bring happiness and joy to a family, to a person's life. Have you ever noted that before? When you remember the good times and the great times of a person's life, I mean, here you are sometimes in the midst of a memorial service where everything seems to be somber and uh, there are certain appropriate sorrow that is being demonstrated, but then somebody will just share a memory. A memory that, a memory that 
had been forgotten maybe, but had been brought back to mind by, by, I think, the grace of God in those moments. And before you know it, yes, the heart is still broken, but a smile breaks across the face. It's a wonderful scene to see in the midst of sorrow an element of joy that often comes through a memory. And I say to you, there's even greater joy and there's even greater happiness when it is a memory of righteousness. When you can think of the righteous moments of that individual's life, you can rejoice, you can be happy, and you come around and you can thank God for what has occurred. I received a call yesterday from some friends in Zachary to let me know that one of the older ladies who was there in Zachary had passed away. Miss Audrey Lee, she used to sit right toward the back. You, you know us Baptists, we have our seats, right? But I could see her sitting there toward the back. She had many moments in her life where uh, she had faced difficulty. She had had moments in her life where she had faced cancer and had beaten it time and time again. I remember a, a day when I was coming back from North Mississippi from a revival. I'd gotten word that Audrey was in the hospital. I had Rhett with me, but look, I was going right by the hospital, and I said, you know, I'm going to stop, and we're going to go in, and we're going we're to see her. And uh, Rhett... He was, like I said, just about a year ago, I guess, and he went in and I had prepped him now. I said, now look, I want you to know that sometimes when you go in hospitals, people don't look like they usually do. Sometimes they can, they can look, I mean, you, they're sick, okay, so they, they don't look their best. So I want to tell you that. Thank God I did. Because when I walked into that room, Audrey didn't have her wig on that day. And we were sitting there talking, and he wanted, she wanted to speak to him and hug him. And, and I remember Audrey, she, she looked around, and she said, she said, Hey, you don't recognize me without my hair, do you? She said, There it is, over there on that shelf. Rhett's eyes grew ever more. They called me about Audrey yesterday. And let me say to you that while... My heart aches for the uh, separation that has occurred. I will tell you also that I rejoice this day. Because the memory of the righteous is blessed. And it is eternal. It is eternal. What are we known for? Wisdom lives on. And it lives on in our memory. What are we known for? How are we conducting our lives now? A few weeks ago, some of our faith family and I went out to uh, the cemetery here in Ruston. We were uh, going out to visit the uh, graveside of their daughter. And as we were out there, it had been brought to my attention that there was a bench right beside at another another grave 
in which you could find a poem entitled The Dash. Now, I've used it before. I've seen it before. But that day as I looked at that bench, I was reminded once again of the gift that God has given us in this life and the responsibility he's given us to live righteously. That poem reads something like this. I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on the tombstone from the beginning to the end. He noted that first came the date of birth and spoke the following date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time that they spent alive on earth. And now only those who love them know what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live in love and how we spend our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that can still be rearranged. If we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way other people feel and be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remembering that this special dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say and how you spent your dash. You know, it is a sobering thought. I read the other day in the paper of a dear friend that had passed. I saw individuals that had said many things about him in life who praised him in death. Too often we had seen that and we've heard that. But what would people really say? Who they, what would they point to in our lives? Wisdom, righteousness lives on. It continues. But the name of the wicked will decay. You see, wisdom lives on in our memory. But but much more importantly, wisdom lives on in his memory. You know, it's one thing for us to remember, to think about those great times, but I think there is that, that double significance here that yes the memory lives on it is blessed because wisdom lives on in his memory you know it's one thing to be remembered and it's quite another thing to be remembered by God to be remembered by God did you get that to be remembered by him when God remembers a person in the Old Testament, it seems to signify, most of the time, it seems to signify that God acts on behalf of that person. Usually it does. Think of Genesis chapter 8, verse 1. When God remembered Noah, he acted on his behalf to provide salvation. In Genesis 30, 22, in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 19, in those respective passages, when God heard Rachel 
and remembered her. When God remembered Hannah, God worked in their lives to open their wounds to bring forth life. In Judges chapter 16, verse 28, when Samson stood between those pillars and he asked God to remember him, God worked in his life and brought, brought strength one final time. God remembers. And when God remembers, when wisdom lives on in his memory, he acts upon his people's behalf. It's also interesting if you look at the last book of the Old Testament, the book of Malachi chapter 3 verse 16. It is there, it says that in that little book that there's recorded the names of individuals. Now, God could remember without notes, can he? Absolutely. Now, I have to write down notes. You'll see me from time to time scribbling this and scribbling that because I've got to have a note somewhere along the line. Some of you say, well, you don't, you don't preach with them. Well, usually other times I've got to have notes, okay? Or I got to have Leslie. She's a good reminder for me. But it says something here in Malachi 3.16. It says, Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance, the same word that's used in Proverbs 10.7, a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I make them my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. He says that there's recorded here, Malachi, it says there's going to be recorded recorded here a book, a, a, a list. And notice that it's not concerned about all giftedness and talents and all the other things of this world. It's based upon those who fear the Lord. What's the beginning of wisdom? Fear of the Lord. And it is recorded, it says, remembered, remembered by God. And listen, when wisdom lives on in his memory, in the memory of God, then that means that that remembrance is eternal. It is eternal. God does not forget in any way. Psalm Psalm 112, verse 6. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. Eternally remembered by God. And isn't that what we see? As God looks, point, at least points us toward the end, isn't that what we see is that God remembers the righteous? The memory of the righteous is blessed, is happy because God remembers for all eternity. Daniel told us it was going to be like that. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1 told us that there would be a remembrance. He said, at that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands 
Watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. Even to that time, and at that time your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book. And of course, I can't go without reading through these passages, without turning to Revelation. Because in Revelation, it talks about that remembrance and that book. In Revelation chapter 20, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. To be remembered by God. And to be remembered for all eternity. He says here that there's a book of life. In which, in a very similar way, God has recorded believers. Now, some believe it's allegorical, symbolic, and it may be, but there's so many different passages that speak to like a book that you read in the Old and the New Testament. Seems to be some great significance in this. That God has penned our names. He has remembered us. The memory of the righteous is blessed because He has remembered us. And he remembers us for all eternity. Now, I've got to be frank with you, though, for just a moment. Thank God it's just not my righteousness that he remembers. Because even in my best days, I fall short of the glory of God. In my best days. But according to the New Testament, it says that the righteousness of Jesus Christ was imputed unto me. What does that mean? It means that when I stand before him and he looks in that book, and certainly he sees my name because that name has been recorded in the blood of Jesus Christ. As he sees me, he sees the righteousness of Christ and not just my own Righteousness. Because get this. The one thing the scripture teaches us that he can forget is our sins as they are placed under the blood of Christ. He cast them as far as the east is from the west and remembers them no more. The memory of the righteous is blessed. Those who have lived in Christ, those who have sought him for their everything, for their all in all, it's blessed, it's happy. One, yes, because wisdom will live on, their wisdom, their righteousness will live on in our memory. But thank God it's more than just our memory. 
their wisdom, their righteousness lives on in the memory of God. And today we come and we remember. We thank God for those who have lived righteously. And we celebrate and we draw joy and strength from those memories. But it is a challenge to each and every one of us as well as we leave this place. How will we live our dash? How will we demonstrate righteousness as Christ lives through us each day? How will we declare that righteousness to others? So that the blessing of that memory, so that the blessing of that life will be realized as he turns to the book of life, turns those pages, and he recognizes us as his children.